Welcome to the Antioch Community Church Podcast. We are a church located in the downtown Birmingham area where we desire to be with and like Jesus and help others do the same for the glory of God. We hope today's message encourages and challenges you. All right. (laughs) Today's scripture reading, uh, if you will, turn with me to Hebrews 11. We'll be in verses 1 through 16. And it reads, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the people of old received their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what's seen wasn't made out of things that are visible. By faith Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gifts. And through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he shouldn't see death, and he was not found because God had taken him. Now before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. By faith, Noah, being warned by God concerning events yet unseen, in reverent fear he constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going, By faith, he went to live in the land of promise as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. By faith, Sarah herself received power to conceive, even when she was past the age, since she considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man, and him as good as dead, were born descendants as many as the stars of heaven, and as many as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar, and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of the land from which they had gone out, they would have had opportunity to return. But, as it is, they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Therefore, God isn't ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. This is the word of the Lord. How many of us are living like we don't have a future? How many of us are living as if you and I don't have a future. How many of us on our day-to-day life live like there is no future? Let's pray. Lord, we are so thankful um, that you have spoken to us through your word. Lord, that you have come to people prior to us and you have given us this word so much so that we would know you, 
that we would love you. Lord, I pray that you would open our eyes and our ears today as we hear your word, that we might see you and know you. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Today, I got to start the day in preparation for preaching by watching one of my favorite scenes in Lord of the Rings. Um, Aragorn is there in front of the Black Gate, and and he's got the, the warriors of Rohan, and he's got the men of Gondor, and they're ready to fight to save Frodo, to allow Frodo to make it to Mount Doom. And he gives probably the most epic battle speech that I can think of. I mean, maybe Braveheart's pretty close. Um, But he he tells them that one day maybe the strength of men may fail. Maybe the courage of men may fail, but today is not that day. Today is not the day that we will fail. Instead, we will fight. And so we've been in this book of Hebrews, and we've been considering Jesus, and now the writer of Hebrews has come to his battle speech for us. Right? At the beginning of the letter, he or she, we don't know, only God knows who wrote this book, Um, but the writer of Hebrews tells us that that he wants us to, or he or she, sorry, (laughs) wants us to stand strong and to not drift away from the faith that we have known, to not drift away from Christ. And then what does the writer do? The writer proceeds to tell us about Jesus for 10 straight chapters. And now at the end of chapter 10, the book begins to transition into what does it look like to stand firm? What does it look like to hold to this belief? We've seen, we've seen that Jesus is greater than the angels. We've seen that Jesus is greater than Moses, the one who gave us the law, couldn't get us to the promised land, but Jesus Jesus can. We've seen that Jesus is in fact the great high priest after the order of Melchizedek, that he stands forever, that he rose from the dead and will stand forever interceding for you and me. We've seen that Jesus was the great sacrifice, the one sacrifice once and for all, allowing us to draw near to God. No longer do we have to sacrifice day after day, but Christ has done it. And so you may be asking, like I'm asking, how does that help me stand firm? And so let's look at the end of chapter 10, if you have your Bible, look with me, starting in verse 35. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. For you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised." For now he he quotes from the prophet Habakkuk, Yet a little while the coming one will come and will not delay, but my righteous one shall live by faith. 
And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. The prophet talking about Jesus, the one that is to come, is coming again, and he will not delay. But how can we stand firm? How can we live in this life? But my righteous one shall live by faith. Verse 39, but we are not those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who have faith and preserve their souls. So what is the key that the author of Hebrews is telling us will let us preserve to the end? What is the key to endurance? What is the key to not drifting away? Faith. Those who have faith. Those who live by faith. By faith you will endure. And so now we come to the battle speech. We transition into what does this look like? What is this call towards faith? Here in chapter 11. So I want to ask us three questions to guide our time in Hebrews 11, 1 through 16. What is faith? If this is the key to endurance, what is the faith that this author is talking about? So what is faith? What does this faith do? What does this faith do? And where does this faith lead? Where does this faith lead? So what is this faith? Let's look at verses 1 through 3. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. Maybe your translation says now faith is the, assur- the confidence of things hoped for. Or maybe your translation says now faith is the reality of things hoped for. See, translators have had a hard time understanding what this word means here. And so you've got one camp that says reality it's, it's almost a substance. It's something that's in you. It's the, the faith in you. Or you've got people, the assurance of things hoped for. It's something that you're thinking about, something that you believe that's outside of you. And I think the reason that they're struggling with both of those is because it is both. The Christian faith is both something that you believe but it's also something that is happening inside you. What have we seen? Why has the writer spent 10 chapters describing Jesus? Because now faith is to look at Christ. Now faith is to set your eyes on Christ and to take him at his word. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen, Faith is to take Christ at his word, to set our eyes to look at Christ, that even when it is hard to believe, we say, God, help my unbelief. I see you, Christ. I want to look at you, Christ. 
because Christ has paid the price, because Christ has risen from the dead and conquered death for you and I and stands forever. What is this faith? Verse 2, for by it people of old receive their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. What is faith? Faith is believing in Christ. This is a different faith. This is not just believing in something else. This is specific to trusting Christ and His Word here in Hebrews 11. What is faith? We set our eyes on Christ and take Him at His Word. We set our eyes on Christ by the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12, 3 tells us that it's only by the Spirit that we can call Christ Lord. And so maybe today you come with doubts about your faith. Maybe you come today thinking, is it genuine? Can I know if I really believe that Christ is Lord? I want to tell you that if you in, in your life are declaring that Christ is Lord, it is by the Spirit. He is doing that work within you. He's doing that work within you. What is this faith? Faith. We look to Christ. We set our eyes on Christ. So what does this faith do? Let's look at verses 4 through 12. By faith... Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gifts. See, this faith that we're talking about, it changes us. It changed Abel. And and honestly, when we think about anything that we put our faith in, it's going to change us. I remember when I was little, my dad watched the History Channel a lot. Um, So I grew up watching all the shows, modern marvels, and all sorts of like discovery type shows. But I also remember one show in particular, and it was called Ancient Aliens. Um, And why it was on the History Channel, I don't know. Um, But it was. And I remember seeing these people who were... PhDs or doctors of something or all sorts of different titles and they would talk about these experiences that they'd had with aliens or they would talk about these old you know the pyramids or the great wall or all these things and they would say there had to be aliens helping to make these things happen And see, this belief in aliens led these people that maybe really did have PhDs and maybe really were smart people to go and do some things that were crazy. And so I'm sorry if you believe in aliens in here. I'm not trying to bash you. Um, But it led these people to do some crazy things, right? They would be camping outside of Area 51 
And here's a history PhD camping outside of Area 51, looking for UFOs and all sorts of things. And it led them to a totally different lifestyle. Now all of a sudden they're staying up all night to catch a glimpse of an alien. But here we see a faith that does so much more than that. When we set our eyes on Christ, it begins to shape everything about us. Abel, shaped by faith in God, lived out of abundance, giving the best of his flock to God. And Enoch, by faith, was taken up so that he should not see death. And he was not found because God had taken him. Now before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. Faith in God allowed Enoch to walk with God. See, this faith changes us. The writer of James talks about this. Show me your faith apart from your works. This faith changes who we are. Then we continue. Verse 7. By faith, Noah, being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear, constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. Can you imagine being Noah? The God of the universe tells you that it's going to do this thing that it's never done before, that it's going to rain, and then it's going to flood the whole earth. He looks to God and he takes him at his word. And it leads him to do something crazy, to build a massive boat. Faith changes who we are. When we look to Christ, when we look to Christ and take him at his word, it changes us. Verse 8, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. Verse 10, for he was looking forward to a city, to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. Faith changes who we are. God calls Abraham out of his people, out to a foreign land. Abraham had every reason not to trust this God. Years and years of waiting. And Abraham was not perfect, but why is he in this pump-up speech? Because he had faith in God. And he took him at his word. And then, verse 11, by faith, Sarah 
Very, very old Sarah, by faith, received the power to conceive. That was crazy. Why would you trust God in this word? I've never seen someone in their hundreds give birth to a baby. We've celebrated babies today, and none of you were over a hundred. That would be weird. And yet, Abraham and Sarah take God at His Word. And they live their lives trusting in His Word. What is faith? We look to Christ. We set our eyes on Christ. And by the Spirit, what does faith do? We live by faith. And where does this faith lead? Where does this faith lead? Where does faith in Jesus Christ lead you and I? Because I can tell you, when I look at the world right now, when I look at brokenness, when I look at war, when I look at greed, This can't be it. Jesus, three days in the grave, but on the third day, raises again to life, guaranteeing you and I a future. Guaranteeing you and I a future in God's country. Let's look at verse 13. These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar, having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on earth. If you're a Christian today and you feel like a stranger in exile, you're in good company Verse 14, for people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of the land from which they had gone out, they would have had every opportunity to return. Are you tempted to return to the ways before you knew Christ? Are you tempted to give up? Verse 16, but as it is, they desire a better country. That is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for He has prepared for them a city. We look to Christ, who by the Spirit guarantees, guarantees a place, a future for you and I in God's country. How can we live by faith? How can we endure? We look to Christ who by the Spirit, by the power of the Spirit, has guaranteed you and I a future in God's country. How is Abel able to live 
a life of abundance, it's because he knew his future was guaranteed. How is Enoch able to walk by faith? It's because he knew his future was guaranteed. How is Noah able to be ridiculed and seen as crazy for building a big boat? It's because he knew that his future was guaranteed. How is Abraham able to walk in a foreign land? Because he knew his future was in a city whose designer and builder is God. How are you and I able to be good neighbors without fear of ridicule? It is because our future is guaranteed by Christ's resurrection from the dead that you and I have a future you and I have a future. My question is, how many of us are living as if we don't have a future? How many of us are living as if we don't have a future? But see, when we live by faith, when we look to Christ, who by the power of the Spirit has guaranteed us a future in God's country, I believe this changes everything about the way we live, about the way we love, about the way we grieve, about the way that we cry, about the way that we live in our communities, how we anticipate a foretaste of the time to come, how we care about justice, how we care about mercy, because these are the very things that God is making right. And one day, one day we will be in a country that has no pain. One day we will be in a country that has no war. One day we will be in a country that has peace, where the lamb will lay with the lion where the baby will lay with a snake. One day, we will be in God's country. Verse 29. By faith, the people crossed the Red Sea as on dry land, but the Egyptians, when they attempted to do the same, were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. By faith, Rahab the prostitute did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had given a friendly welcome to spies. Faith changes everything. Verse 32. What more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, and were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight, women received back their dead by resurrection, 
Some were tortured, refusing to accept release so that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and flogging, even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. They were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats and destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy." wandering about in deserts and mountains and dens and caves of the earth. And all these, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised. Since God has provided something better for us, that apart from us they should not be made perfect. We have received Christ. He is the something better. It's not about you mustering up enough power to faith harder. It is about what Christ has already finished on your behalf. We look to Christ, who by the power of the Spirit has guaranteed us a future in God's country. Let's pray. Lord, we come to You anticipating a day where things will be made right. And Lord, like Romans 8, sometimes we groan in that. Lord, sometimes we're frustrated by the way things are. And Lord, I pray that You would You would give us more and more trust in You that we would see that one day You will indeed make all things right. That You will indeed bring us to Your country and we will be with You forever. Thank You. We love You and we praise You. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We are so glad you joined us today. If you would like to stay connected with us, visit our website at antiochbhm.com, where you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. If you have any questions about today's message, or would like to speak with someone about what was shared today, please email us at info at antiochbhm.com. Go in peace.